so used to season <laughs> Okay, welcome everybody to another episode of the Best Kept Secret Podcast. I am your host today. I am the host, Bilobai Just. Caesar's taking leave. I don't know what to call it, <laughs> but he, he's not here right now. And obviously I'm joined by my brethren, uh, Dwayza and Blaze. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, today's a special one. I won't even lie to you. Fish. We've got another interview, but you know, this is an interview with one of R&B's rising, you know, stars. <laughs> one of the finest. You know what I'm saying? On the block. Who just dropped <laughs> an amazing project called Now That It's Over. It's SBX. Hey. 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 Thank you for having me. I'm nah. excited to be here. Nah, lovely, lovely. It's actually really great to have you here. Before we kind of like get into things, I just want you to give like a quick bio mm-hmm. for the new person that's listening and doesn't know who you are. Would mm-hmm. love to know who you are. So yeah. Very hard to answer this question sometimes. It's almost like when someone asks you, like, uh, tell me something about yourself. And you're oh, like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> it's like you don't know yourself, <laughs> don't know but you I also am. know yourself, you know. Um, yeah. No, I'm 23 years old. Um, I'm originally from KZN, but I live in Johannesburg right now. I've been in the city since, like, 2018. I initially came here to study, but it was kind of more of, like, a strategic move because I knew that Johannesburg was, like, the hub of entertainment yeah so it made sense for me to come study here whilst also kind of making the connections and you know creating the like chasing my dream basically yeah, yeah. um it just made more sense to kind of tackle both things at the same time um yeah and i basically do r&b but my r&b is kind of infused with a little bit of hip-hop a little bit of alternative um i write all of my songs myself Okay, okay. Which oh. is like yeah, nah, really tough. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I write all of them, every single word. Um, yeah, and you know, I've been doing this since 2019, and I'm on my third project now, and I'm enjoying the journey. It's not easy, but you know, it's fun. It yeah. has it has its moments where it's just like, I this is worth it. And yeah. then there's moments where it's like, oh my gosh, uh, I'm like, dreading this. Like, why am I doing this? Yeah, you know. <laughs> but I feel like every artist kind of goes through those moments of just like being in and out of yourself. So, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. I think I'm a creative at heart more than anything. Um, even with the way that I think and process things is very on the space of just being a creative and tapping into my emotions. And I put pour that into my music as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's just who I am. No, and sure. like, I feel like that was a lovely bio. Top Yay. to bottom, we got everything. Hey, all the info <laughs> yeah, packed no, nicely. Pop so, a package. Yeah, so I think let's just get into it and speak more about the project and more about you. I just actually wanted to ask you, what was the experience of actually putting together a new project and I think obviously since this is your third as well yeah um, like is the formula different uh, did things change up but like how was the experience of putting all of this together um, with putting this project together like I went through a lot of like different phases of how I was going to tackle the project yeah initially it was going to be like a project just with like sad shit it was going to be can I swear it was going to be like a project with like a lot of sad shit but and probably like shorter and just straight to the point and i thought i was just going to release like a bunch of just like sad sad shit the entire time and it kind of evolved from that to me kind of tackling the journey of what healing really means and yeah. it, it kind of progresses past sad shit after a while and you kind of get into this element of okay but how do i become better and how do i do better and that's just kind of what the project like taps into and it looks at and, and 
that's the conversation around it. It's, it starts with this sucks. I'm angry. And yeah. then it kind of ends, ends with actually I dealt with that. Now I'm better for it. Yeah. And there's peace. Okay. And I'm chasing peace. So do you find that music and creating music is therapeutic for you? Absolutely. Mm. Every single project that I've made, I was going through something at the time. Yeah. Which is maybe a little bit <laughs> devastating. <laughs> maybe that's a bit devastating because it's my third project. People yeah. must be thinking, oh, this girl. <laughs> so many problems. But no, um, a lot of the problems kind of spill into each project. So maybe it's one thing and yeah. just carries on over some years or a year or two. Um, and then, yeah, it's not like different pro- problems. People are like, oh, she's nah, yeah, too problematic. Nah, yeah, but um, it's it's important for me to kind of pour into the music because I one thing I've realized as you know I do what I do my position kind of changes in the world and there's certain things that I can't maybe I don't have the privilege to share on like social media for yeah, example yeah. or to certain people because I, I know people look at me in a different like space now yeah um a lot of people don't really even know what my actual name is they just know me as sbx yeah so you and have to uphold so i have that, to yeah. kind of keep that and i can't really share oh i hate this person and he did this and rants <laughs> on twitter like everybody else can so yeah. i'm just like you know let me just make money off of this mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> let me make money <laughs> off of my problems make a bag of my issues yeah. and yeah and also just have fun with it and also test myself creatively and you know that's what it ends up becoming you take kind of like a negative situation and you plant the seed and you make it this beautiful tree yeah um you learn new stuff about yourself as a creative but also you get better at what you're doing and at the same time you heal what you're going through and you tackle those emotions and you understand those emotions and then it's just nice to listen to the music like a year from now and be like, oh, that's healing. Yeah, that's where yeah. the therapy aspect kind exactly. of plays into it. And yeah. like, I actually wanted to add on that because you did say like a lot of it is what you go through. Mm. Do you draw inspiration maybe from other people mm. or other things that are happening, mm. let's say, besides let's whatever brought you to make this project in that moment? When I'm making the project... I'll say, look, I'm, I'm a little bit selfish with it. I'm just yeah. talking about myself. <laughs> okay, now we love that though. We love that yeah. um, I haven't really gotten to the point where I can write about other people. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, but maybe it's because there's just always something kind of happening that I have to deal with at the time. And so I'm just in my Taylor Swift era. But um, when the songs are out, what I then come to realize is there's people who understand yeah what i'm going through and what i've been through and Mm. they relate um and they kind of just immerse themselves into whatever's going on and it then the song stops being about me it immediately starts being about the audience and everyone consuming it and that's when i completely let it go but Mm. initially it's completely just me like just me this is what happened this is what it is and that's that do you, do you ever get any like backlash from people like maybe songs you've written that are personal situations yeah the, like, the person you were actually thinking about when you wrote it and they're like hey yo, like, hey, yo I know. why are you putting me on blast like this like, i've definitely pissed off a couple people yeah. but the thing about me i mean there's been moments where i've actively sat down with the people that i wrote songs about mm. and said listen to this mm. And they would listen to the song and dissect it and they knew exactly what i was talking yeah. about with every sp- example do's is yeah. a song where I just really 
went in mm, and sure. you know and spoke about whatever it was that was go- that was happening and the person that the song was about i sat with them in the same room and i said listen to this they knew exactly what i was talking about they were not happy like but I, wish <laughs> I, I wonder what that experience <laughs> was like like sitting and hearing what you did to me but i guess that's almost kind of fun yeah. because like the song kind of lives on afterwards yeah. and they keep hearing it and I guess that's my revenge. Have you also, have you also gotten like a fair share of shots from yeah. other people that you've heard? Um, I mean, are you asking if people have ever written songs about me? Yeah, mm. if they've hit you with a couple of shots there and you're also like, damn, like how do you um, I have had in songs written about me um, but I will confess and say that I don't listen to people's music too deeply yeah. especially if they're not like someone who's in my life anymore i don't really pay attention to what they're doing in detail yeah so i wouldn't really know if you if, if you think you've ever thrown a shot at me in a song and i'm supposed to hear it i probably haven't you would have to bring the song <laughs> that to me to hear it. Bliss, yeah, I love um it. but i can guarantee you'll hear my shots though hey, that you'll hear boss, coming your way <laughs> Yo, I, I won't need to present the song you'll hear it <laughs> so yeah yeah and i wanted to ask so in terms of like your writing process so now we know that you know there will be something and you're like i want to write about this do you wait for the beats to come to you from let's say the producer you're working with Mm -hmm. and then that's where the writing comes or is it like yo something just happened i have to write about it and then when the beat comes i'll find a way to put it on or plaster Mm -hmm. it on um it's usually with a beat but sometimes when i get a beat like there's nothing that happens immediately yeah yeah, so sometimes there's, uh, things don't happen immediately, but I have the beats in like my archives and it's just kind of chilling there. I'm like, this is a really good beat. Um, I want to use it for something. I don't know what though. And then when, you know, the inspiration hits, then I'll write. Um, or sometimes there'll be an idea that I have in my head and then I'll kind of tell a, one of the producers that I work with and I'll be like, this is the kind of vibe that I'm trying to go for. Can you kind of create something that's, gonna support that yeah um yeah so it's either or but it's usually with a beat already okay. ready to go so it is like an interactive process, yeah guess, so do yeah. you prefer to create with the producer or him just whip up something and then you listen to it and say okay yes or no change this um i think because i sometimes it's really complicated to work with people like in person because mm. of like some people don't even live around yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. and you don't want to limit yourself too much and be only working with people that you're familiar with mm. you want to touch base with as many creatives as possible yes. especially people who are yes. unknown and just kind of you know see what they have and what they can bring to the table mm. so I'm always down with people sending me their ideas and, so yeah. we, and I can see how I can piggyback off of that um yeah, okay. so just that back and forth, maybe like online communication that we can have, and then nah, we'll, yeah, we'll create that. something. And I actually wanted to ask with regards to this project, um, we'll look at the feature with Manana. Mm-hmm. How is it like actually working with Manana? Yeah, that was my question too. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. Consider it that telepathy way. Oh, too much, perfectly. Um, I think you know Manana is a, a fantastic artist. Yeah. He's really good at what he does, and. Um, He's really fast with it as well. He's a fantastic songwriter and really quick and, and kind of picks up on the journey of what you want and what you're looking for. Because when I met up with him at Electro Mode, because um, that's where we were recording this, yeah. the first half of the song initially, um, I 
didn't know what I wanted the songs to sound like. And I didn't even have a beat. I just knew what I wanted the theme to be. Yeah. And at that point, I knew what the theme of the project was. We'll get into that. Yeah, but, no, of course, <laughs> of course. I knew what the project, the theme of the project was. And I knew what I wanted that specific song, f- like for him to hop onto, like I, I, what kind of vibe it was. And uh, I just explained to him, I just wanted to make a song about forgiving, mm. you know. But I yeah. wanted it to be almost like a conversation between two people where they kind of speak about this idea of not only forgiving each other, mm. but forgiving myself as well for yeah. everything that happened in this relationship. And he kind of picked up on that and, and was really quick with it and, and took us on a journey. So, yeah, he's good. Yeah, yo, when you, you see when you just touch on these things bit by bit, we kind of start to see that yeah. there's so much to actually unpack with regards to this. And, you know, I actually wanted to ask, um, in terms of writing, what was the hardest song let's say or the hardest part for you where like emotionally it really tested you and i was like okay i actually need to get through this and finish it um for me the hardest song honestly was considerate writing yeah. my part and really tackling you know the the story and the the intention properly was was really tough i took i sat on that song for a while Mm. before i I really completed my part of it and how i wanted to kind of tell my side of the story as well um so i think that was probably the most emotionally taxing especially because during the time i was really you know kind of baffling with the idea of forgiveness and what that meant um but most importantly forgiving myself and and figuring out ways to kind of release the anger that i was feeling at the time Mm. um and kind of I had to really speak in the future because it wasn't what I was feeling at the time it was yeah. what I wanted mm. and I kind of had to sit on it and understand what does this actually look like and see how I can put on paper mm. uh, okay um, I just want to ask just to take it back a little how did you first start getting into music and when did you first start writing and realizing yo, this is something that I'm good at and I want to keep doing okay so I've been basically singing my whole life i think that was the first thing that i did before i kind of got into acting but then i kind of fell in love with acting a little bit more i guess there was just more opportunity for it at the time or there was just more i don't know i was having fun with a lot of my creative stuff so that's what was the initial thing that i wanted to do then i came to joburg even though i was studying acting at wits I uh, came to Joburg in 2019. I stepped into the studio for the first time. Mm. 2019? Yeah. Jeez, Who brought recent. you to that studio? <laughs> Actually, yeah. like a friend, a friend, like a hometown friend. He was also living in Joburg at yeah. the time, but we're both from like, he's from Richards Bay, but I'm from Mpangini, but I'm like 15 minutes apart. So basically hometown. Yeah. And um, he brought me to the studio for one of his other friends who were having a song and they wanted me on the hook. And I just enjoyed the experience so much of just being in studio and writing the song and completing it and the joy of feeling like this is really good, you yeah. know. And um, yeah, and then I started playing around with music, but then the pandemic happened. Yeah, I went home, but I was going through my own shit. So I started writing my first EP yeah. and then I quickly came back to um, Joburg to record it and that was that so that was these songs about you yeah the first mm. one yeah like, <laughs> <deep> one. <laughs> yeah yeah um and obviously like now that you let's say everything is in full swing mm-hmm. now it's in full swing you you know you've been around for for quite a bit how has it now been you know taking 
me having fun in the studio and me enjoying myself and translating that to damn now I'm in an industry where I'm competing with a ton of people or um, I have to I have certain now you have your own goals within the space so how's it been navigating that and obviously just navigating how the industry within itself works mm-hmm. um you know I think I I have a problem maybe other artists can relate yeah. but I have this thing where I will take something that is initially was so fun for me and was just a passion yeah. and kind of turn it into a chore. Mm. And I won't lie and say that, you know, music hasn't become a chore from time. It's like, mm. it's not like, it doesn't feel like, sometimes it feels like I'm yeah. working a at nine to five. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I have to get up at Ish. six in the morning and yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, I hate my boss. And my mm. boss is just the industry. And, but because it's passion, you know, it's 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 hard, but it's it's like marrying passion still. Mm. I want to still get up and do it, but I won't pretend as if it's where it was in 2019, where yeah. I was just having fun. Mm. Once I dropped these songs about you, which I was not expecting to even like anyone to really hear it, mm. I was like, oh shit, oh we're here now. Yeah. <laughs> and it was it was a bit too like early for me, and I was not really prepared. And I always feel like I'm constantly in competition with myself Mm. constantly trying to top every single project that i'm releasing but also topping like who i was who sbx was in 2020 versus now and just evolving the brand and and it's a lot Mm. it's a lot of work and another thing i think um maybe a lot of artists won't admit to is a lot of us would like applause from time to time you know yeah we yeah. wouldn't mind, you know, a congratulations, especially when we know like you. you did that, yeah. you know, yeah, and yeah. it it can be really disheartening from time to time when you feel like you're not getting that. And that's not because you're not dope mm. or anything, but, you know, people have their reasons and it's the industry and there's politics yeah. and then people have their favorites or whatever. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. it is what it is. But um, it's, 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 it's really important to kind of figure out how to not lose sight of why you're doing this in the first place. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just where I'm at. I'm kind of tackling, you know, how do I make this essentially my career still fun and still like a moment for me and not just this thing where I'm like worrying about, you know, the standards or mm, whatever yeah. people are talking about on Twitter today. And, you know, mm. how do I just keep focusing on SBX? So what would you say is probably for you the hardest part of being a, mu- a musician and pursuing your music career? Um, just the industry and how it's set up. Mm. You are sometimes finding yourself really competing with nothing. I don't know how to explain <laughs> yeah, it, but nah. like, but um, I think it's important for any artist to really believe in, to believe in their talents, mm. believe in yourself as much as possible, and believe that you are good at what you're doing. But also be open to um, bettering yourself and the realities of life, even in, like in general. Mm. There are going to be people that maybe you personally do not feel as if they're prioritizing those things of how do, how do I get better as an artist but people still kind of prefer them I guess yeah yeah and it's just how life sometimes works out people just it is what it is yeah. and you kind of have to figure out how to not get caught up because a lot of that stuff can play with your ego 
Yeah, so obviously, like you said, like it is hard in, in certain aspects and, you know, just navigating the industry. But how does it feel to, I guess, have a fan come up to you and be like, hey, like I listen to what you're saying and like it, I relate so hard. Like I know you have a fan page as well on Twitter. So like how does it feel now to know that there's people out there that are genuinely in tune, genuinely like what you're doing mm-hmm. and are about you when it comes to the music? Um, It's fun and exciting. Um, it's motivating. Yeah. You know, more than anything to feel like there are people that genuinely see what you're doing and they want you to continue doing what you're doing because it's doing something for them. Yeah. And it also stops being about yourself. Like earlier I was speaking about how certain things in the industry will tackle your ego, but that's because you're this as an artist, you, your shit is always centered around you. Yeah. And so you're kind of in like your Kanye moment where it's just like, it has to be the way that yeah. I want it to be. <laughs> exactly. But you forgetting that when you put it out there, it stops being about yourself and people, you know, interpret things the way that they want to and they, mm. you know, view you in the way that they want to. And it is what it is. Opinions are opinions. It's just really beautiful to have people see you, you know, and see your intention. Yeah. Um, especially with the music that you're trying to put out, they understand like what it is, what it is you're trying to like say, yeah. um, what message you're trying to um, give to people, and also what you're trying to do, not only for yourself but also just your audience as well. It's nah, really good. That. That's nice. That's nice. Um, I want to ask um, when it comes to relationships. Mm. Why do you feel Why do you feel like for you personally it's good to put your personal you know um, relationship experiences out there mm-hmm. you know in your music why do you feel like that's something you need to do mm-hmm. um so growing up a lot of the artists that I listen to always spoke about their own relationships yeah like Jeanne, Aiko, yeah. Drake, yeah. Summer Walker, like mm. everyone was speaking about real shit that was going on. Too. And I related and I saw how when other people would relate to, you know, will listen to someone's music and they were they will relate to whatever this person's speaking about. It felt so close to home and it felt mm. not like the music was like at a distance. That it felt, felt like, personal. yeah, it felt very personal. Yeah. And the person was talking to you, even if... For example, a lot of Rihanna's music, a lot of people think, oh, she's talking about Chris Brown mm. or Selena Gomez. Oh, she's talking about Justin Bieber. Yeah. And maybe she's not. Mm. But because there's that relationship that you always kind of, you know, associate that person with and the stories and the drama of it, it feels personal when that music is released. And that's mm. why a lot of those artists don't even address whether the song is about that person mm. or not. Yeah. Because the speculation is what brings people closer to the music, makes them feel like, oh, she's just like me. She's also been through mm. this, and but she has like a platform to kind of yeah. speak on my behalf. And also, one thing about relationships, everyone's going, everyone's in a relationship. Yeah. Everyone has, <laughs> everyone relationship has somebody, you know, it's yeah. such a, a common thing that um, it's, it's the most relatable mm. thing. Speaking about love, speaking about heartbreak and everything in between is the most relatable thing that you can do. Yeah, and People like understand it. kind of building on that, like going through these projects and writing about the things that you go through. How would you say your perception of love is mm-hmm. now after, mm-hmm. let's say, mm-hmm. from the first mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. 
to this one now has your has your music aided you in terms of like maybe giving you more of a fairy tale look at it or <laughs> like how has your perception of love been ever since you started writing quite a bit about it i think with the first one that's probably where the fairy tale was like yeah. my understanding of love was quite naive um and then you kind of get into it and you grow and you meet people and you realize actually it's yeah. not it's not like you know you know yeah. roses yeah. And, you know it's, it's not the the greatest thing at all times yeah. but um it's a very strong emotion and i feel like everyone feels it at some point of their life Yeah, no. and I've <laughs> and I've felt, it, <laughs> I've felt it quite a bit. Hence the three projects. Um, um, yeah. But hey, um, waiting for number four. No? <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I feel like just who I am, the core of me. I, I will never really give up on the yeah. idea of love. I feel like it's a it's the healing component really and it's it's really you know it's in its healthiest purest form is the most beautiful thing ever mm. and i wish anyone i hope anyone everyone can get to experience it at some point in their lives before they die because it's when it comes when when it comes down to it that's what people will remember you by the love that you gave mm. or the love that you gave them mm. um and yeah i think it's just an important thing to share with people yeah No, definitely. For sure. Um what do you feel keeps you passionate about music? Um damn. I think before it was kind of just just loving something deeply, you know. I love music and I love what it it like the different ways in which it saved me, I guess. Mm. And You know, one thing about me is if I love something, I want to just hold on to it and I just want to keep going. I don't want to stop. Um, but now it's kind of become how do I communicate certain things? <laughs> and right, I like, you good. <laughs> I started choking on the water. <laughs> yeah, no, but I'm good now. Um, how do you how do I kind of um help other people? I think that's what it's kind of mm. become. How do I kind of communicate um, this language of I know mm. what you're going through with everyone who gets to hear the music. Mm. So now it's less about myself and more, more about, about helping others. Yeah, it's mm. more about other people and how the music makes them feel. And yeah. if it makes them feel good, then I'm doing something right. That's good. I actually like now want to switch into yo, I want to switch into the rollout. <laughs> Um, I saw like in terms of like the cover and everything you're mm -hmm. very much in tune and mm -hmm. like we could feel the rollout like there was mm -hmm. something that needed to be done there please mm -hmm. can you explain like the rollout process mm -hmm. what you were thinking mm -hmm. and yeah if your message was it like Kanye-esque where everybody mm -hmm. got got it how they were supposed yeah, to yeah and I saw it. people complaining about the black makeup there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean just touching on that like a little bit um People can have their opinions, yeah, eh? yeah, and I, you know when you're doing something that's uh, out of the box and, mm. and different, people are always going to be like, "Oh my gosh, what is this? It's looking a little bit demonic." It's like <laughs> that's not the intention yeah. at all, um, but that's okay because that's just conversation, and conversation mm. is very important, yeah. even if it's not what your what your intention is. As long as it's conversation, I think you know it works out for you. Um, the rollouts in itself, I honestly. Before this project, never really paid attention to 
the necessity of a rollout. Yeah. Um, maybe it was just me not really being in tune with certain details that came with um, the music. There was um, or, or releasing a music or promoting a music, especially. I understood that there was promotion that had to happen. Yeah. But really telling the story and engaging wasn't something that I really got into. For example, with my first project, I just dropped it. Like mm. and I was going to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. And um, with my second project, those little bits, but not a lot. A lot of the promotion was honestly afterwards with like interviews and all that stuff. Yeah. But this time around, I really wanted to tackle as much as possible and also be able to tell the story of what I'm, you know, what the intention of the project is before people get to listen to it so and yeah. they kind of understand where we're going with this. And um, yeah, and then I, I was collaborating, uh, my new team, we, collabor we were collaborating on ideas on how to really go about this. And we found honestly the best um, way of kind of bringing everything together in the most creative way as well. Yeah. I, f I personally feel like everything that was dropped or whatever posted really was impactful yeah. as it was. And that was the intention. Obviously, before you drop something, you get kind of scared. You're like, are people going to understand what I'm trying to yeah, do? Yeah, Is yeah. this random? Even though you've planned, and this was planned like months prior. Um, but you, you, you get scared because you understand people's brains are wired differently. Are they going to understand the intention? Um, and I was surprised, but also happy to see that people understood. No, and like I really, I think... You know, from the previous pro two projects, like this one felt different just because of how the imagery, like we were so engaged from it from the get-go. So when the music came, it was like, oh, mm -hmm. the whole picture now has come together pretty well. So yeah, shout out for that rollout. Thank dope. you. Yeah, and what was the hardest part about putting this project together for you? Um, There was actually, can I be honest, y'all? Yeah. There was so much drama with this project. <laughs> <laughs> it, almost, <laughs> it almost felt as if it, not that it wasn't supposed to be released, but it almost felt as if there was almost like a test to mm. see, can I see it through? Yeah. You know? Um, for example, the project was initially all recorded and finished, and then the files got deleted. Corrupted. Got fucked up. <laughs> That's the worst one, And then I had to re-record the project. Yo. That's Again crazy. from scratch From scratch Yo Dedication and I can imagine you were just like Nah I'm so I, I was yeah. so pissed off But you And But I I had to Like yeah. this is what I want to do mm. Cause you had to relive those yeah. moments I'm sure the second yeah. time around But it well. also helped me Cause it helped me Make it better As mm. well Yeah Cause it was the first take basically And then it helped me kind so of Like a rough draft Yeah like there. a rough draft yeah. That no one will ever get to hear yeah. But it, it allowed me to kind of Also redo you know, fix those mistakes that I made the first time. Yeah. And and, and really tackle those things and, and explore different elements. It was almost like a second chance. Mm. Um, and even with the cover art, it was supposed to be something completely different. And, yeah. I like getting, it though. I think it portrays. Exactly no, no. The one that's, that we have now is perfect. Yeah. But what it was before... There were so many issues with shooting it. Mm. And I was like, oh my gosh, God doesn't want me to drop this project. <laughs> he just does not, not want time. this to happen. <laughs> but it all kind yeah. of just came together perfectly. I think I think the things that didn't happen were like perfect. Because they helped the project become what it's now yeah. what it now is. 
the cover art is exactly what it needs to be the rollout was exact like i feel like if i rushed it it would have been not what yeah. is currently happening right now so i think you know sometimes you feel like oh i'm for example like you'll be late to work and be like oh my gosh i'm I'm late, oh, I'm late. I'm so late. I'm like 30 minutes late or an hour late to work. But it, you're, you were late to work because if you left home earlier, you would have gotten into like a car accident and died yeah. that day. <laughs> That's what it felt. That was not what I expected. But yes. That's what it felt like. It felt like I do be thinking. <laughs> you know, and it helps to put things into perspective. Yeah. It makes you panic a little bit less when you realize actually, if I had shot the previous idea cover arts it wouldn't have hit the, the way same, this yeah. one if I did the previous idea rollouts mm. would it have done if I did it with mm. that team would it have you know you kind of think about those things and you realize that all the the no's and the the weights and the obstacles was kind of saying just well hold on exactly. I, this is what I want you to do instead yeah. and yeah. worked out okay so now that it's over yes like I'm trying to play on words here. <laughs> so now that it's over, what's next <laughs> for SVX? <laughs> that was a bar. I went down. That was a bar. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I mean, you know what I'm saying. I know it just came out and all of that. That's but like, funny. you know, yeah. obviously I feel like as an artist, you probably always have to think about what's next. What yeah. am I going to do next? So yeah. next chapter. in terms of that, what's next? And then also just um, talking about features because you feature Manana on this one. And you don't normally do features. Yeah. So like Are we gonna Like is there a reason Behind that And also like Are we Are you looking at More features And involving more people In, in Absolutely I want to work with um, A lot more artists And I think I'll actually Want to do that Moving forward I'm kind of One thing about me I'm very like I'm bored now. Let's do something else. Yeah. So I'm over the project thing. Everyone's like, when's the album coming out? We're waiting for the <laughs> debut album. I'm like, keep waiting. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to pause on the project thing. Um, I love dropping projects. I think it's one of my strongest, it's my strongest, like, so I'm really good at that. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to pause and kind of tackle something else. I want to do features. I want to do different genres. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I want to work with different artists I'm, I'm i'm super open to that okay. do you have some like in mind that you would definitely like dream collabs like you have oh my in mind? gosh yeah let's let's put it in the essay <laughs> context yeah, exactly. as well i yeah. think this is probably like my 10th time saying this but if nasty c gave me a call Ish, and then it was nasty. like i need you on a tune <laughs> like uh, yeah it's coming, coming. Yeah, that <laughs> facts. It's coming. Put coming it into like, the universe <laughs> yeah, yeah or like yeah, black coffee that would be like crazy because that's crazy. like House. Are you trying to do honestly? Never mind now. So. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind. I'd get to fucking tour Europe and shit. Oh yeah, my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah, that I'd love cool. that. Mm. And nasty scene really get to like tap into a little bit of hip hop as well. It doesn't mm. have to be R and B. I'm I'm not. I'm yeah, not forcing. R&B, yeah, I'm not yeah. forcing people to give me R and B tunes yeah. or R and B beats. Like like let me work and 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 explore my craft a little bit more because i want to really go outside of my box yeah Yeah. and have you got like like you said a house for one but like is there like that one genre that completely left field genre where it's like i actually want to try at least one song Mm -hmm. yeah i had an epiphany yesterday all right let us know oh my gosh people are gonna hate me for saying this (laughs) (laughs) he's gonna say punk rock um what is it that's not the that's yeah. one of them the yeah. oh, okay I could see you doing that though. but <laughs> the Yanos yeah uh, <laughs> no, I love it we I love had to an see vibe yeah I went to I went to uh, an event yesterday and I was like damn like I if didn't I could hear my do voice this. on this track. yeah I didn't want to do this but 
I think I might just be open to exploring, but not doing it in English. Also, yeah. doing yeah. it in like Zulu, yeah. and just go full on. People be like, "Who is this?" Mm. And then they're like, "No, it's Spex." Like, there's no <laughs> ways she's yeah. doing this. Like, cover Momo, yes, but like even like the standard I'm a piano dance like thing. Yeah, you like, wanna you yeah, wanna like, dance like, challenge like, like when people <laughs> dance yeah. and shit like so people are really like wait this doesn't even feel like this girl was crying and yeah, sad exactly. about heartbreak two weeks ago. Again. So I, I really wanna almost kind of introduce myself as more of like a pop artist. Yeah. Where it's kind of like I do everything and I'm maybe even good at everything. And I have my moments in in, in every genre and there's nothing that I can't do and I'm always mm. constantly just doing something different and, and always keeping people on their toes and not being, you know, too stagnant yeah. in, in what I'm in what I'm already good at. I don't mm. want to be comfortable. I'm gonna be like, oh I'm good at this, I'm gonna stick yeah. to this. No. I wanna be able to be like Challenge yourself. Yeah, let me yeah. do something I haven't done and see if I can do it and do it really well, you know? And then move on to the next thing and just reunify it as much as possible. Yeah, no facts. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I just want to ask, uh, what do your parents feel about Ooh. you pursuing music? Love this question simply because I think I have an an answer that not a lot of creatives have. Mm. A lot of creatives are not really supported by mm. their parents. I mean, they come from a different generation; they don't really understand it. But my parents were really supportive. Mm. Um, they're creatives as well. Obviously, they they never really went to it like into it like full yeah. time because different generation, you yeah. know. But they're creatives at heart, and um, my entire family were basically just creatives. So it was mm. completely supported. Even when I wanted to study drama, um, everybody knew that that's what I wanted to study. Everyone was down for it. There was no problem. Even in high school, when we had to pick matric subjects, there was a meeting in grade lit. No, like grade nine, <laughs> yeah. and um, the parents had to come as well, and the teachers were just kind of going to speak about like what mm, each yeah and subject yeah. entails. And my parents left the meeting. They were like, "Okay, so I think you should do drama. I think you mm. should do business studies and life science." I'm like, "Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking no. as yeah. well." That was okay, so obvious. You, you guys vibe. You yeah, completely. Yeah. And yeah. they've been very supportive you know especially because i'm an independent artist yeah so i do a lot of things myself and mm. so i've had a lot of support from my parents you know just making sure that everyone gets to see the videos that are that everyone gets to see and the music is out and mm. you know me needing an uber to studio my like my parents have been really supportive on the journey and it's made stuff a lot easier for yeah. sure and obviously like like you said you studied acting um so with that do you feel like by actually, you know, music right now, you're fully in it. Do you feel like you're neglecting that part? Or is it one of those things where you want to balance both? Mm -hmm. where, where do you see your acting self in the picture as well? So, I'm always, I'm definitely going to go back to acting at some point. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm always a very, I'm a very like what's next, get bored kind of like person. I, yeah. I like to challenge mm -hmm. myself. So I, I definitely feel like I'll get to a point where I'm like, okay, I just want to act now. Mm. I wanna and I already incorporate that stuff into my music videos. Like mm. I, I try to tell stories in my music videos so that I can act. So mm. I have opportunities to still act. Um so yeah, so I, I'm 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 definitely looking forward to going back into it at some point. But right now I just wanna I just wanna I just wanna get better at music if that makes sense. I like yeah. really strengthen 
you know that space and then i'll go and strengthen that space and go strengthen someone something else and go you know yeah. just do everything so as an independent artist um do you ever see yourself signing to a label one day Ooh. um <clears throat> i've been approached <laughs> i've yeah. been approached Ish. offers on the table um but um i'm just looking for something that fits what i'm looking for um in my career and i'm i'm looking for people who also understand where i'm trying to go with this um and again i think i'm going to go back to the selfish thing and be like i want to be in a space where i i'm not neglected you know yeah. as an artist and i feel like i i can also be free as much as possible and spread my wings um and not feel like i i'm limited creatively in any way um so i think obviously as an independent artist i have more of that um right now i can be more free um but i feel like as as you grow as an artist and you able to build leverage mm. you can kind of negotiate the offers on the table yeah. and be like actually i don't feel like that's my worth mm. actually i feel like we should change this in the contract and they'll agree to it because they know what you can bring yeah. so i think I, i'm just kind of working on I guess really proving myself right mm, now, mm, mm. and then I'll be able to basically have people have bidding wars over me. That's when you get what you want when the bidding wars are there. Twenty million is too small. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, um, and yeah, for me, I think what I wanted to ask was, this is more so just on a general basis, I guess, in terms of just. Um, let's look at performance, the performance aspect of it. Yeah. Um, in terms of your performances, how do you feel so far about like that that side of things? Because like as much as we always think, hey, project or oh, single, there's also the performance yeah. and interacting with people on yeah. a regular basis. Yeah. How is it like performing R and B firstly, yeah. and just how is your performance journey been for you? Um, performing was like between like releasing music and projects performing was the first thing that i actually did yeah um it's probably the thing that i've been doing the longest it's something that i'm more used to than probably getting into the studio mm. and recording a song i love it i love being on stage um but because of the way that i'm like the kind of person that i am the kind of artist that i am i'm always trying to figure out ways to be better um at everything including yeah. that even though i've been doing it for so long and it's kind of like my comfort space i think i'm probably more comfortable with performing than dropping a song mm. i don't know if that mm, makes mm, sense mm, mm, mm. but um i'm always trying to figure out ways to be a better performer and um i think it's important for any artist when they're trying to really i guess be the best at what they're doing to figure out ways in which to strengthen more than one place mm. you know more than one skill so even if let's just say you're really good at writing songs but you know you can strengthen maybe your vocal ability maybe you're a really fantastic singer your, your vocal ability is strong um mm. maybe you, then you can you can strengthen your performance ability i think it's important if you're trying to maybe get onto the levels of beyond say yeah stage you, presence yeah and, you really yeah. have to work on that and you really have to do it as much as possible mm. and also be okay with hate to say it sometimes doing it for free mm. but also figure just to figure it out and kind of get the experience yeah. of it 
um yeah performance space is definitely my comfort zone but i always feel like i can do more of it because i want to i want to be so strong at that. that whole dance routine yeah you song. know yeah. i always imagine it being just this most explosive thing and that's one of the things that i really enjoy about even going to shows and watching other artists like yesterday um i watched Jevil perform and i've seen him perform a lot of times but i loved he was performing with the li- live band mm. and I was like this is just explosive yeah, and it's yeah. and it's it just it sounds so much better than a backtrack mm. it's amazing aka did the same thing and I was like oh it made his songs like 10 times mm, better yeah, mm. hearing it with a live band and um I, I want that I want people when they when they're hearing me or seeing me perform it needs to be just exp- an explosive experience yeah. and the crazy thing is people don't understand that or realize that, that that takes practice. Yeah. So you have to really, you know, fail a couple times, have luckluster performances here and there mm. for you to get to that level. Like perform for three people. Yeah, like, I've yeah, seen I've seen tree. Beyonce's older performances and she was not like on that level. Yeah, on that level. She was not performing. Yeah. She was not Sasha Fierce at all, but she was working yeah. towards it and you can see that. Yeah. And mm. I think that's another thing with being an artist you just have to be really patient with the journey especially if you no, want to be at the course. top yeah no, of course yeah so personally what would you say is your biggest self-critique oh my gosh i feel like i'm honestly my biggest enemy mm. i'm always just so dissatisfied with everything that i do i will like i'll record a song and i'll be like i love this song yeah and then two weeks later i'm like oh, it's horrible yeah. <laughs> i <laughs> don't want down. to listen yeah. to this anymore <laughs> Um, and it's probably why I don't honestly really listen to my music. Like, honestly, I admire artists who can sit and just listen to their music all mm. the time. I love that for you guys. I'm <laughs> not that way. Yeah, that is a very tough. Thing not to do. not because I don't think my music is good. But you just hear everything. I hear yeah, things that people don't really hear. Exactly. So like, I'm just like, oh, yeah. yeah no, and it's and and the crazy thing that I've I've also tried to I've realized is that that makes the music mm. those imperfections is mm. the beauty of the music when i listen to kanye's music now i'm like oh there's so many mistakes he's making but it's amazing exactly. yeah. it, it makes the song yeah. but obviously when you're you're a perfectionist like i am you're just mm. like oh i hate <laughs> that i hate that i hate that yeah. um even though you shouldn't change it you shouldn't touch it um because that's the beauty of the music mm. so yeah um i think i criticize everything I'm really, really hard on myself, but I think, you know, there's a positive way to spin that and you can kind of turn it into, okay, how can I become better? Because yeah. I always think of things like that. Like, for example, I'm like, okay, my music videos last year were dope. Mm. How can I make them better yeah, this yeah, year? Yeah, 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 they yeah. need to be exactly. like, what? Especially with um, how my rollouts is like set up, the whole visual mm. elements of it. Yeah. There's a lot of beautiful things that we've been tackling. It has to be just out of the park. It yes. has to be like, Competing with on the level of like ASAP Rocky, like mm. in terms of visual elements, mm. like it has to be just like, what is this? Mm. But you can also look at it negatively and be like, it kind of takes away from you enjoying the moments and being grateful yeah. for mm. where you're at because you're always just like dissatisfied with everything. Mm. You're never like, oh, this is amazing. I'm proud of myself. You're always like, okay, no, next, yeah. you yeah. know. And then, yeah, in terms of just the music you listen to, what do you listen to? Do you tend to find yourself sticking in the lane of like I listen to R&B mm-hmm. or do you try find your inspiration let's say by listening to like rock or listening to alternative mm-hmm. or listening to anything else that could just not be the same as what you do I 
for the longest time was just listening to a lot of R&B and hip hop. Yeah. But now I just listen to a song if it's good. Okay. Um, I'm just kind of in that space where it's just like if it's good, I'm listening. That's that. Even if it's punk rock. Yeah. Metal. If it's if it's lit, I am down. You yeah. know. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Um. My last question. This is a bit of a random one, but how do you think AI, artificial intelligence, will affect artists and the production of music going forward? You think it would be negative, positive? Like have you, you started it? using it? Like, yeah. yeah. Um, technically, I have <laughs> in my rollouts. Yeah, mm. I have not for the music, but um, just for the rollouts in general. Mm. We we kind of tackled a little bit of AI. Was it like there. in that news clip? I saw there was like a news clip. Yeah, and then someone is doing a voiceover. Yes, yes, that was mm. completely AI. You're crazy. So we were, yeah we played a, around with that, and, and that was a lot of fun. Um. I always feel like things can be tackled in, you can see everything is perspective. So there's good and bad in everything. Um, I do feel like it can fuck up a lot of shit for a lot of artists to have that. Because yeah. um, then do we need the artist if that's yeah. there? Um, especially if they get better at it exactly. and they really get like the everything of the artist yeah, you already like heard them tone. doing the covers and yeah everything. the tones and everything yeah. um because it's not all the way there but yes. if they really strengthen it then mm. what mm. it's almost like people fearing for their jobs feeling like they're going to be replaced by robots mm. and that's happened over mm. the last couple of years i don't know i always feel like the artist is irreplaceable yeah. like the person in person yeah. interaction t- connection yeah. you can't replace it i agree um AI can try and it's fun, but mm. I don't think AI will ever top physically seeing Drake in concert. Exactly. No. You see, that's what I was telling you. Days. What happens yeah. at concerts? I feel like <laughs> the, kids, the kids, though, I, you know, the kids who grow up with it, I feel like us were a bit more mature, we're older, yeah. but the kids who come from, like, you know, let's say 2005, they're born in that era. I just feel like for them, it'll just be like another artist. Mm-hmm. It'll just, they won't be as passionate about it as us that's mm-hmm. what i'm scared of like mm-hmm. they won't find the value in going to a concert mm-hmm. they'll just be like oh there's a hologram or there's a mm-hmm. what so i guess for me that's where my you know mm-hmm. fear comes in mm-hmm. um like you said just replacing the artist with because you can generate everything now yeah. like the vocals the the uh, videos the mm-hmm. stage whatever so yeah i don't know i don't know but like you said you just feel like at the end of the day you can't replicate there's just the something beautiful about element. the humanity of yeah. being an yeah. artist the, the 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 one-on-one the heart-to-heart yeah. of being an artist interacting with an artist even when you see your favorite artist like just walking in the street exactly. you're just like oh my god you know <laughs> it's yeah. you it's you can't replace it you, you know what would be interesting though if there was i hope i'm not giving anyone ideas <laughs> <laughs> someone's doing it <laughs> what would be interesting is if they created a whole artist like from scratch mm. just based off of like AI 
the mm. whole like not like they're trying to recreate existing artists because mm. I don't think I'm not sure if that will land. They did one. Yeah, they did. They did one. He he got cancelled. There was a yeah. <laughs> it was FM Mecca because it was a white guy. Yeah, a white uh, company made a yeah. black artist. And so it got a bit tricky. So. Yeah. and he was a rapper. Now it's oh, like <laughs> you saying these words, but like <laughs> you know what I mean. I understand. I see. Yeah. It's it's a little bit of a Black Mirror moment almost. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that would be interesting. Like if there was a but like new artists that just kept coming up and people like, wait, I've never seen this person in person yeah. though. But I keep hearing their music and it's everyone loves coming. their music, mm. but I've never seen them in person. Yeah. And it would, I think that would be really interesting. Yeah, yeah. now they're making hits, boy. So it's <laughs> trust me, exactly. it's coming. Because I think they try to do a similar thing even with the model. Like she wasn't real, but she mm. had a whole Instagram page, like a million followers. Oh yeah, but yeah, she yeah, was not yeah, real. Yeah. And I was like, guys. Please stop this. It's scary. <laughs> it's, <too far. laughs> it's scary. Now we're going yeah. down dangerous routes. But yeah. hey, let's just finger, fingers crossed that yeah. United doesn't become a movie at the end of the day. Yeah, uh, like Will Smith, starring Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. Chris Rock. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's definitely not have that. Yeah. So hey, I think now we've reached the, the, the closing stage. Um, it's honestly been a pleasure to have you here today. Is there anything that you would like to say that maybe we didn't touch on or something you'd just like the people to know before you go? You know, anything like that? Um, honestly, sorry, my mind went blank. For <laughs> <seconds. laughs> um, no, um, I mean, I've had, I had a really great time with you guys. So thank you guys oh, thank for having you. me here. Um, I just hope that, you know, people continue to really understand, you know, um, the music and where we're going with this and how far we want to take it um, and you know even the out of the box things that I do I hope they, they, they understand that it's just me being an artist and, and you know really testing myself as much as possible yeah um, yeah and I more than anything I hope that when people listen to my music they feel something anything whether it's anger peace sadness love but um, I think human emotions are very important to feel and they can be healing and it's important to confront them and, and feel them as they come and they go and, and, and deal with that accordingly. So, yeah, you know, when something makes you feel something, it's so important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I hope more than anything, my music makes people feel shit. No, That's it. Definitely drops mic. <laughs> drops <laughs> mic. Uh, but yeah, man, this was another episode of the Best Kept Secret Podcast. I was never alone in this one. I was with my brethren, Dwayze and Blaze. Yes, sir. And we also had our special guest, SBX. Thank you. Um, and yeah, from me, Biloma Just, thank you so much for tuning in. And we'll catch you next time. Yes, sir. Deuces. I had to say it. <laughs> <laughs>